Hey there, welcome to episode number nine of the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp. Have you ever been paralyzed with fear over the thought of having a difficult conversation? Well, today I'm going to be chatting about a topic that has the power to catapult or tank our relational success. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. This episode of The Courage Cast is brought to you by something that is very near and dear to my heart. It is my passion to empower women to live more bravely and Maybe you found yourself a little uncertain of how to move your life forward. If that's you and you're ready to reignite your confidence and change your perspective on what you're fully capable of, and if you want to break free once and for all from your limiting beliefs to live your purpose, then Breakthrough Coaching is for you. So let's have a conversation to find out what's really holding you back so that you can reframe your mindset and get the clarity you need to move forward both personally and professionally. Let's connect at andreacrisp.ca forward slash schedule. Hey friends, I want to talk to you today about a really important topic that I believe is going to be a game changer in every one of your relationships. Now, if there's one thing that we all have in common, it's the fact that within our relationships, it's nearly impossible not to be placed in a position where we have to confront a difficult topic or issue. So whether it be with a work colleague or your boss, or it's a significant other, a friend from church, or even the person who is the closest to you in your life, you will probably find yourself in a situation where you have to have a difficult conversation with that person. And in that moment, you have a choice whether it's life-giving or whether it completely tears down the relationship. Now, I'm just like you. I have faced this throughout my life, and I have been often paralyzed with fear and anxiety about having these kinds of conversations, and I don't love conflict. Now, I'm a one on the Enneagram, which is a perfectionist, and you know that I've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast But I also have a strong nine wing, which is the peacemaker. Now, the combination of these two kind of puts me in a position where I see things in black and white. I have a very strong moral compass of what is right and wrong, but I also don't want to rock the boat. I'm not interested in having conflict with others. Now, there are some instances where I feel compelled to say something or do something. And when those situations arise, I've had to navigate some of these really tough conversations, but I've not always done it well. In fact, there have been moments in my life where I've done it really poorly and it's resulted in a loss of friendship. It's resulted in even a loss of a job. And so I really know what I'm talking to you about today. And I want to share vulnerably out of a place where I have had to learn how to navigate these kind of conversations so that you can learn from my mistakes and you can have really healthy, strong relationships. Now, I want to start by telling you a personal story 
This happened about a year and a half ago. I have a friend and we were working on a project and it just so happened that I had posted something on social media. Now, it was not ill-intended whatsoever, but she was really upset about what I had posted. And all of a sudden, I got this text from her and she was quite mad. And as soon as I started to read the text, I got this pit in my stomach like, oh no, I've done something wrong. I've hurt her feelings. I've done the wrong thing. And I be- immediately began to think about how I was going to get out of the situation and how I could defend myself. And I decided through a few texts back and forth that this was probably not going to be the best solution. So I called her and immediately upon talking to her, all of these emotions came to the surface in uh, our conversation, especially with me. And I was really triggered by some of the things that were being said because of my own past. Now, it really had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with things that had been said to me in the past. And all of a sudden, I was forced to deal with them in that moment. And through the course of our conversation, we decided that we were going to meet in person. So that afternoon, we set aside some time and we met at a coffee shop. Now, the whole way there to the coffee shop and while I was walking from my car to meet her, I had floods of memories of past conversations, triggers that were overwhelming me and kind of keeping me um, really held back and almost defensive in the process. And I had a lot of walls that were coming up. And although I didn't want them to come up, they were there. And I was having to Uh, try to push them down, try to force them down so that I could salvage this relationship. And the reality of the situation was that what had really happened was not even that big of a deal. But in my mind and in my heart, it was a really big deal because of other things that were surfacing on account of this one mistake that I had made. Now, I know that maybe you have felt the same way. You're dealing with conflict and immediately old thoughts emerge in your life, limiting beliefs and fears around your relationships and how you can navigate them come to the surface. And so I know that it's really important to kind of figure out what those things are so that you can put them in context and you can move past them. So I invited my friend Kate over to talk about the difficult conversations that both of us have had in our lives. And we shared honestly about some of the things that we've gone through personally. And so I wanted to share them with you in hopes that they would help you navigate some difficult conversations in your life. I think the thing with tough conversations with people is that it's really, um, obviously there's the thing that you're talking to them about But there's also the way that you prepare yourself for those tough conversations. Mm -hmm. And I, not always, but sometimes I would sort of feel, depending on what I was confronting someone about, all of the the things that are wrong with me would start going through my mind. You know, like, oh, well, I don't do this wrong. I need to figure, you know, and and it's like that. Hold on, this is like, let's focus on what this is actually about and deal with. This, this one issue and this is what you're confronting the person about and, and deal with it. Yeah. 
I have been in a position myself where I maybe did that. I yeah. prepared, overprepared, yeah. uh-huh. and I was going to quit a job. And I went in, and it was a really stressful situation because I was actually physically ill at that point from stress. But by the time I got into the conversation, it went so badly that there was no amount of preparation or staying the course at yeah. that point that would have kept me in right standing. Yeah. And it just went, it went bad fast. Yeah. And um, I ended up having to leave the conversation and I was in like in tears. I was a wreck. Like, it, yeah. it ruined me. And I think the thing that not only went bad from that, but I think from then on, I had a fear of having a tough conversation yeah. with someone whether and especially with someone in authority over me yeah. because that was what it was yeah. about so anytime I found myself in a position where I had to speak truth yeah. I had a fear around it and yeah. I feel like there are so many people who have to speak truth some way somehow yeah. to someone yeah. whether it's their loved one or yeah. and it always costs you if you don't if you know that you have to confront something, I think if you're a leader, uh, whether you're a manager or the head of a company, or you, even if you work for yourself and you have other people doing work for you, mm-hmm. you there are going to be times where you're going to have to say, actually, this is my vision and this is my plan and I, I need you to stick to this. Right. And there, I think the moments that I can think of a few moments where where I know that I've had to confront something and because of previous things happening, I've avoided it. And it's cost, it's not only cost them, it's cost me, it's cost the, the, the team that they're with. It, like it costs everybody in the end because you haven't nipped something in the bud. As soon as, as, soon as you've recognised it and as soon as you've recognised the moment you need to confront it. Mm-hmm. And... Because of those things, I am now, I'm now more willing to just say, right, this it's got to be done, and have a and have a plan, like just don't go in willy nilly because because often it ends up particularly when if you have a really great relationship with the person, I mean it can still be difficult to confront about something, but if there's a personality clash. Or it's someone you just don't know that well, or you're whatever. Like, it becomes really important then to really focus on what it is that you're really doing mm-hmm. and, and confronting when you, them. When you do it, yeah, yeah, and I, where you do it, yes, makes it makes all the difference. Huge. Like I have been confronted. I remember once being confronted in a gr- like in a group. Um in a way that was it was so inappropriate and I think afterwards my um uh my boss um actually said to me like are you okay and I was like oh yeah I know like I get it it's his issues but really I wasn't Mm -hmm. and it really it actually took years for the damage that that conversation had to come out and really for me to recognize how much it had actually wounded me mm-hmm. because of the fact that it happened in a group and there was also there were things that were not true and there were things that were true so some of it I was like oh my gosh he's right I'm like I'm the worst person in the world you know like it just totally spiraled down 
Um, but there were other things that was just – it was completely his issue and I really needed someone to reframe all of that for me and to actually deal with that with me at the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Sorry. No, no. I think it's important for people to hear that, you know, we all have tough conversations mm-hmm. and we're all recipient it, recipients yeah. of it on, on one end and also have to then also confront – yeah. And it's it's equally difficult on both ends. Yeah. And to do it well yeah. takes a lot of courage, a lot of bravery. And that's what we're talking about today yeah. on this episode. Well, it's going to be a brilliant one. Yeah. Is that is that why you have me here? You're going to confront me about something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Catherine, that's why you're here. So as you heard Kate and I chat about, it's never going to be really easy to have a difficult conversation, whether you're on the giving or the receiving end. So I want to be really practical with you today and give you some tips to help you with those difficult conversations. So if you've got pen and paper handy, you may want to write these down, but if not, you can access them at thecouragecast.com. So number one, name your fears. Be really honest about what it is that is coming to the surface for you. Whatever that limiting belief is, whether it is the fear of loss of friendship or whether it's being rejected by that person or perhaps you just fear that you are going to be wrong or you're going to be called out on something. Whatever it is, it's important that you know what exactly you're dealing with. And then you should ask yourself two questions. The first one is, what are the consequences if I do nothing? I mean, be honest about that. If you don't do anything, what's going to happen? Are you going to have to deal with this again, whether it be in this relationship or within the context of another relationship? Or if you deal with it and you lose a friendship, perhaps you were supposed to have lost a friendship to begin with, or maybe it really wasn't someone you needed in your life. Or you can really deal well with it and the relationship grows stronger in the process. And then number two, am I willing to accept those consequences? And with every action is a consequence. We do know that. And so if you do nothing, there's going to be a consequence. And if you do something and it results in something beautiful, then man, you've really, really gotten lucky there and you've really been able to move that forward. So name that fear. Be honest about what it is evoking in your life. Number two, what is the potential benefit from having this conversation? Now, I know it might feel like, okay, there, Andrea, there's no potential benefit of having this tough conversation. Nobody likes to have tough conversations. I get it. I totally get it. But when you check your heart and your attitude, when you know the motivation and intention behind what you want out of this conversation, then it's so much easier to see how you can navigate through it. I mean, ask yourself, what is the purpose of this conversation and what is it going to serve? Now, if you don't think it's going to serve any particular purpose whatsoever, then maybe you shouldn't have the conversation. But if you do believe it is going to be of mutual benefit to both you and the other person, I think you definitely need to forge ahead. 
But when you're going into the conversation, it's really important to let your ego go at the door. So leave it in check because if your ego comes in and wants to take over, then you're not going to be able to be objective with what is being said, the facts that are being presented to you. And you might have a difficult time trying to sort through the context of the conversation. So when you're going in, really, really be honest about what it is that your heart motivation is. Don't be passive aggressive. Just go in with a pure heart and a pure motive behind having the conversation. Number three, build a bridge. I know that sounds easier said than done, but okay, here's the, here's the real deal. You've got to own your stuff. Take responsibility for what you have said or what you have done. Maybe you did hurt that person and there is conflict in the relationship because of something that you've done or you've said. And if that's the case, then own it. Be an adult about it. Be a grown-up and say, yeah, I made a mistake and I'm willing to um, accept those consequences. I'm willing to admit my fault and, and say sorry for something that has caused pain to you or damaged this friendship or this relationship. It's okay that you have differing opinions. It's okay that you don't see eye to eye on things, but be honest about that and then allow that person to share their heart with you because maybe there's something that they need to say and accept it with an open spirit. Don't uh, put those walls up and be defensive right out of the gate. It's, it's important that you kind of let those walls down so that you can really, really have empathy for that person and, the, and be able to understand the perspective that they're sharing with you. Now, I am three and a half years older than my brother. And as adults, we have developed a friendship. Now, my brother has a tendency to call me out on my stuff, probably more so than any other person in my life. And I think a lot of the reason why is because of the sibling thing and he doesn't really care to be quite honest. And that's okay because what it does is it sharpens and refines me as a person. But a few years ago, we were having a conversation. He was like, Andrea, you're so defensive about that. And I was like, no, I'm not. And as soon as I said it, as soon as the, the words came out of my mouth, I had this realization, oh my gosh, I am so defensive. And it's not just about this, but it's about so many other things in my life. And it got me thinking about how I can bring down those defense mechanisms, how I can stop trying to be perfect within every situation, saying the right thing at all times, and not being called out on my shit when I do things wrong. And it really honestly was something that helped me move forward. And I'm still defensive sometimes. And I work on that probably in every relationship that I have. But I'm learning to let those walls down so that I can build a bridge within my relationships. Number four, extend grace. Oh, I could just stop there and that would be enough. 
if you cannot extend grace into a situation or extend grace into the relationship, then you can never expect that person to extend grace back to you. It is a two-way street, but it all starts with you. You have to be that first person that allows the grace to be extended. And a lot of times that's difficult, and it doesn't just come within a natural ability for us to do it. I know personally, I have to be in prayer about it. I have to go to God and I have to ask him first to give me grace for the situation because naturally I just don't have it all the time and I kind of want to just be right. So it's important that you learn how to get the grace you need so that you can extend it to the other person because you might find out that what they're going through is something that you never really expected and that you didn't even know about. And then number five, be real about your expectations. Now, although we cannot control the outcome of a conversation, we can control our expectations of the conversation and you have the power within you to set the emotional tone for the conversation. And now going back to my conversation that I had with my friend, we had met that afternoon. So it was a very short amount of time between the initial um, mishap and the resolution, which is not a very long time. And not often do you ever have an opportunity to resolve something that quickly. And to be quite frank with you, it's not always wise to resolve something that quickly. A lot of time, you might need a little time and space to reflect on it, to really think about what you need to do. In fact, you might need to spend a little time and write out your thoughts so that when you're going into the conversation, you know what you're going to say. Now, I wouldn't suggest that you memorize it, but having a, an understanding of what it is that you really want to say to that person will help you to speak the truth into that particular conversation. And then once you've done that, sit on it a couple of days and then have a conversation. Don't wait too long, but definitely give a little space so that your head will clear and that you will go in with a little bit more perspective than you had when you're first initially hurt. So those five things, name your fears, identify what is the potential benefit build a bridge, extend grace, and then be real about your expectations. Now, I do have a couple more things that I do want to share with you, and they are things not to do. Okay, so hopefully you don't have to write these down because hopefully when I say them, you're going to think, oh, good, I don't do them anyways, but I, I would hate not to mention them. So number one, do not hastily respond to conflict in an email, in a voicemail, or heaven forbid, on social media. That is not the place to air your dirty laundry. So what happens is as soon as you're provoked and that anger or that uh, emotion comes up within you, a lot of times you're going to want to just immediately respond to that person. But don't do it right away and definitely don't do it in an email where you can say something that you regret later or in a voice message that you're wanting, gonna wanna take back 
maybe even five minutes afterwards. And definitely do not post it on social media because the world does not need to hear and does not want to hear what difficulty you are going through with a friend of yours. It's really not their business. And to be quite honest, you will feel probably terrible after you've done it. The second thing you don't want to do is tell everyone around you the problem you're having with that individual. Because it's likely to get solved within a matter of time, you're going to have an immense regret of being that person that was oversharing. So don't tell your friends at work or the people that you're chatting with on lunch break what the problem is with your spouse or what that problem is with that person that you're working next to. If anything, you want to talk to a trusted friend or you want to get in prayer about it and you want to ask God how to deal with it before you go and tell the rest of the world. Number three, do not get upset when you don't have all the information or all the context of the situation. It's entirely possible that it's none of your business anyways and that they don't want you to know. And so oftentimes we're getting upset with things because we don't have the full picture. That individual might be going through something that is really difficult and they don't really want everyone to know about it. And all of a sudden it causes conflict with you and it has nothing to do with you. So make sure that you don't presuppose yourself into their situation especially if it was not about you to begin with. And then lastly, do not be manipulative with your words or with your actions. So really, that means don't be passive aggressive. Sometimes we want to say things to manipulate a situation, to have things turn out our way. But don't do that. If you have something to say, do it with the best of intentions. Don't try to underhandedly change the situation so that that person feels guilty or regrets something. It's really on you to make the first move and to be doing it with integrity. Now, friend, I know that it's super hard to have tough conversations. And you might be in a position, whether it's with a boss or a coworker right now, that you're trying to navigate a situation that you have to speak truth. Well, I want to encourage you that you can. You can definitely do it. And in the right guidelines, it's, it's totally possible to have a conversation that you will walk away from feeling secure, feeling stronger, and feeling like you were able to say what you needed to say. And it's so important for you moving forward in every relationship that you always put the best foot first. And that means being able to navigate these really difficult conversations. From the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for joining me today and to access today's show notes or to leave me a question that you want me to answer on a future episode, please head over to thecouragecast.com. And until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. 
If you like this episode of the Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.